Now, this is Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On this week's episode, I have the these lovely ladies here from Val Dosta, Valdosta, Georgia. Um, I just practiced saying that, and I'll still mess it up every now and then. Valdosta, Georgia. Um, they've been here three times in a row. Um, they're an awesome group. Every time that they come, I always feel like it's just family coming up from the south. Um, and just, you know, having fun with us and Creston and Garrett, they'll be on after these ladies, but these ladies are from their youth group. So I won't tell you much about them. I'll let them do that um, themselves. So why don't you tell us who you are and, and what you like and, and some of those things? Uh, my name is Rachel Black. Um, something about me, I've played tennis since I was about five or six years old. I mean, that's pretty much been my passion um, just outside my extracurricular activities activities uh i'm lily nola i'm in band i really enjoy it just and all the people mm -hmm. and i don't really do much outside of school and stuff mm -hmm. what instrument do you play oh i play the flute the flute i have never played an instrument in my life yeah. i've tried to play guitar i've tried to play piano and i think my hands are too tiny because my my wife has like fingers like this Really? <laughs> I'll show you after this. It'll freak you out. Oh but she, uh, she could probably, if she, if she sat down, she could probably really play the piano well. But no, I, I wish that's one thing I wish I did in school is do band so I could at least learn how to play an instrument. So how good are you in tennis? Pretty good. I'm all right. I try my best. Pretty I, good. I do what I can. Yeah, we talked about the other day about how tennis and pickleball pretty much translate. Yes. One and one. Yes, they do um, for sure. So why did you guys decide? To come up here on this mission trip first of all is this your first time second time third time this is actually my first time coming um to indiana this is the first time i've ever been i know the youth group has come more times but mm -hmm. this is the first time i've really gotten involved and been able to come um originally i was actually gonna go on a different mission trip to argentina but um that wasn't in god's plan and that just it just didn't really work out but mm -hmm. Um, I can really see why God brought me here now. Um, and so everything wasn't working out with Argentina. And then the next Sunday we came to church and they announced the Indiana mission trip. And I got the sheet with all the mission trips on it. And this one just kind of really stuck out mm. to me because it was the same exact week that I was planning on going to Argentina. And now that I'm here, I can really see why God brought me here. Yeah. Lily, is this your first time, second time, third time? Uh, this is my second time. I came up two years ago, mm -hmm. and I really just enjoyed seeing like how we impacted the community and hearing about it, even from last year. Mm -hmm. So the first time you come up, has things changed since the they, first time? They definitely have. Mm -hmm. I think it's, we we didn't have the men's house when you first. Well, we were working on it, so. um, and we we didn't we weren't working. We never even owned the kids' house. Um, so a lot has changed. That's what's cool about this church, why I like serving here, is because it seems like every year something new is happening, either a new ministry or, or something in the community, something new is happening. But So this is your first year. Um, where have you seen God move while, you're, while you've been here? Um, well, multiple, multiple places. Um, not only in the work that we've done, God's been it allowed us to get a lot of things done in order to help the church um, and the people around here with the food ministry. I really enjoyed getting to serve there. Um, 
but also in the people that are here to serve alongside of us, um, especially um, Mr. Bob. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've spoken about him on yeah, here before. Yeah, he's been here on yes, here before. Um, but the way, I mean, during lunch and at the food ministry and things, sometimes he could tell we were all worn out from working before. Um, not in a bad way, just physically a little bit exhausted. And he just comes in there and wheels right up and super <laughs> excited and always trying to lift us up. He took us to the candy store and just paid for everybody. And not only did it affect us, but even the people in the stores that he Mm -hmm. took us to, like you could really tell that it blessed their heart to see him doing that for us. Um, And just the way that the people in the food ministry just really enjoyed just having him there, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, And just everybody here has been so friendly, and so encouraging. And that's, even the people that we're serving, mm-hmm. um, especially at the food ministry and here at the church, they're so appreciative. I mean, grateful for what we're doing for them. So mm-hmm. I feel like God has really worked through our yeah. time here. Yeah, absolutely. Lily, where have you seen God move while you've been here? Um, a lot in the people around here, just how close everyone is and how they all look out for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot in like... Um, Especially the soup kitchen. Yeah. I love working in the soup kitchen and seeing how it makes people's day. Just kind of talk to them and talking to them and hearing their stories. Some of my favorite things about this trip. Yeah. I know everybody, every time every, anybody comes up, soup kitchen is always one of their favorite things to do because it's, the, it's one of our ministries that um, really anybody can go and just work with people that are hungry or who need something. And it's easy to see, you know, sometimes it, it's a lot harder for especially youth um, to go and work at the women's house or the men's house or, or those places. So it's a little bit more distance. But um, when you're at the meal ministry, you're right there. You're, you're giving them the tray. You know, you're feeding them. You're right. you're giving them encouragement. You're asking them about their day. And, and it's kind of a neat thing to see. You know, it's sad in a lot of areas, but it's neat to, to see that there's people down there. If you ask them about their day, they'll let you know, hey, it's not been a good day or or, you know, pray for me because you know i got something coming up that's big or you know you it's not, you don't just deal with the church people you're dealing with people just out on the street that, that need need god's love just as much as is anywhere else but let me ask you because i know your church does a lot of similar things that we do yes. um i think that's why we work so well with each other because we do similar things um you know you guys have a little bit more people and a little bit more land and you know maybe some of those things um, but what are some things that you've learned here that you, you could take back with you to help you at your church in, in Valdosta? Um, I feel like, honestly, I've learned a lot in all aspects. Um, I've grown spiritually. I feel like I have learned different things about, um, I mean, Philip, you, you were helping us in the attic. We had to replace um, fans for the food ministry's mm-hmm. bathroom. And we ended up having to take everything apart from the top down. And it was definitely an adventure. But um, just learning different things like that and just problem solving. Um, And I've learned a lot that I feel like I'm going to be a lot more aware of my surroundings whenever I go back home. Um, Just because this place is a lot in certain aspects like home. Mm -hmm. Um, And being here really has shown me how many people that do need Jesus and how many people really we can serve um or people you wouldn't even think um really need that Mm -hmm. um from us um and i think that's going to help me be more aware at home because 
these people at the food ministry here. I mean, we have built strong relationships over the past two days just from simple conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one one um, gentleman, I talked to him, and he was just, I was asking him how his day was going, and he told me that the day before um, that a man had given him a tent and a sleeping bag, and he was just overjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just really showed me how much we take for granted. Yeah. Um, and he was just so excited that he got gotten a tent. And I told him, I said, well, the Lord really knew you needed that tent because that same day there was a really big storm and he was able to keep dry. And um, like you looking at him, you wouldn't think that. And mm-hmm. I feel like we judge a lot with our eyes. And I feel like through this trip, I've learned that, I mean, everybody, everybody, no matter what, needs to hear those things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Lily, what's something that you take back to Georgia with you? I feel like um, I'm going to take back a lot of um, just like um, how um, just people opening up and mm-hmm. like how seeing everyone's faces light up when you just have go up to them and say, um, like, hi, or, like, especially, like, when they're leaving the soup kitchen and stuff, just mm-hmm. seeing, like, how their faces light up when you make sure you tell them to have a good night mm-hmm. and everything. And just, like, how just, like, the simplest things can help people yeah. have a lot of a better day. Mm-hmm. It's so much, it, sometimes we don't think about it, but just, just by saying hi to somebody can open up a conversation or make someone's right. day who, who wasn't having a great day, you saying hi or, or have a, you know, God bless you, you know, this week or, or whatever, you know, however you say bye to people, you know, that hi or that encouragement or that bye might be the first thing that they've heard all week, you know, in their life. And they could be really depressed. And I think a lot of times we don't know, you know, because we're, whether we're in school all the time or going about our daily lives or, or, you know, our friends at school, you know, sometimes we take for granted the small things that we get every day in life when someone maybe was sleeping out on a tent under the bridge um, and not realizing just one meal or, or one high or one, you know, God bless you or whatever can make someone's day and keep them going, give them hope, you know. So that's why I'm thankful for you guys being here just because not only do you help us, you've done a lot, you know, you've done painting, you've done a lot of cleanup, you've done landscaping. It took us four hours to do the bath fence. Something that should have took 15 minutes. Um, I got, maybe you can see I've got pretty dirty. My broken toe is still broken, um, you know, and it's just a blessing for our church to get to see a team and a young team, you know, a, a youth group come up and work hard for the Lord, you know, work hard and, and get stuff accomplished. So, you know, I just want to thank both of you for just, you know, just coming because you could have stayed home. You could have could have, you know, played whatever. You could have went outside because I'm sure it was a lot nicer in Georgia this <laughs> week than here. It was all raining and cold. Um, actually, was it for if we, people from Indiana are watching, they'd probably be like, oh, no, this was a nice week for, for this year. But um, it was still cold in the morning. So, you know, I'm just thankful that you guys came. I'm thankful for your church coming. Um, and, and we're truly blessed to, to have both of you and your whole youth group team. So I just got done talking with the girls, and now I got the men. I got the bosses, the the two the two guys that I always ask all the questions.
questions about and the guys that orchestrate all these crazy kids and um you know kids can be pretty chaotic at times and um garrett over here that will wrestle him to the ground every now and then and creston keeps them in line that's pretty much how what i see going on for the most part um, but they'll listen to Garrett. And Garrett uses his, his 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 youth pastor voice. They start listening. But go ahead, Creston. Um, just clarify who you are, what you do at your church in, in Georgia, and and then Garrett, you can too after he does. Well, I'm Creston Hewlett, and I am, we're from Redland Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia, down about the Florida line, and I am one of the associate pastors there. And I'm Garrett Stout. I'm the youth pastor, and then whatever else needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So, so how long have you been with the church in Georgia? I've been at Redland about five, six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, Garrett? Four. Been yeah. four. Four going on five. Yeah. So you guys, this is your third trip here to Huntington. Mm-hmm. You've been on the podcast. Garrett wasn't on the podcast. He was supposed to be last year, but he got sick um, oh, pretty yeah. bad. Um, so it was just Creston last time. But um, you both of you really, you've been here. Now this is your third time on the podcast. You kind of know how things are going. You know where everything is in this town. So let me just ask you guys this question: You know, why do you keep coming? Up? Because Huntington's not a big town. There's not like a bunch to do for fun uh, in Huntington. But what keeps what keeps bringing you back to Huntington? Well, Either one of you. Yeah, I think uh, we'll one of things I, I love is the similarity. Uh, well, one uh, kind of the relational ministry we now get to take part in. It's not just going to a new place, but uh, there's brothers and sisters of Christ that we know and that we have a relationship with, and we don't talk just once a year. And uh, and so it's just kind of this continual work. Uh, but also there's this on the similarity of, of passion for ministry, uh, I think. And so when we come, it does feel like home uh, in, in a sense. And so we get to kind of see our, our cousins from up north, it almost seems like. And so uh, just kind of enjoying that arm-in-arm ministry as we go forward, uh, as our ministries look different in their different contexts and, and their different directions, uh, but they're fervent. And it's uh, it's always neat to, to be a part of ministries that at the end of it you wonder uh, or, or ask, how did that possibly happen? And ultimately it was God. And so I, I love those ministries that like uh, putting their faith in action. And so uh, it's just fun to be a part of. It's, uh, it's exciting to be a part of. And uh, I love seeing my brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, again, each year. So I know for me, that's one of the things I really enjoy. I would echo all of that. Um, talking with Philip and with Pastor Jimmy and thinking about the conversations we have in our staff meetings back home and the directions we want to take the different ministries we're in part part of, uh, There's, it's like same, same, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. There's there's a same heartbeat, same, you know, you can feel it, the same yeah. presence of God, the same calling. And because of those similarities, that would that I think would be the foundation of why we come. Yeah. Maybe the more practical would be the way our, our youth respond to being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do lots of things with them. We involve them in stuff back home, but nothing really seems to grab them the same way as coming here, working with their hands all day, and then going down, serving in the kitchen, having interaction with the people that are there. Uh, this year, especially the first year, it was COVID, and you know all we did was put plates on a table and people pick them up from outside the door, and that wasn't. I mean, it's it was a ministry, but it wasn't ministry. If you know what I mean? But last year, engaging with the people and serving, and now this year, doing lunch and dinner, 
it's a whole different opportunity. It's a different, it's a very different feel at lunch, but you see some of the same people and they remember the kids from last year and are excited about seeing them grow because that's what kids do. Yeah. And then we're excited about seeing how much more mature they are this year than they were last year. Yeah. And just in their simple behaviors and their eagerness to want to do and want to work. I remember the first year we were here and how much more do we have to do? <laughs> and now this year they're like, what's next? Yeah. And so it's just a whole different feel. It's a different expectation for them. And I mean, that's just all of that together is why we keep coming back. You know, what I love about um, your group most of all um, is the fact that both of you do it. Um, you you make the kids do it. It's not the kids just watching. I mean, it's if it's it's one thing to do electrical and stuff like that, and I didn't have the kids touching wires and, and stuff like that. But um, yes, I try to only electrocute yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, almost died when we were working on those bathrooms. <laughs> well, it things. wasn't quite that close, yeah. but it could have been. Yeah, yeah. We thought he might have died. We're up in the attic, <laughs> yeah. and all we see is a spark. All the light shut off. And then Rachel, who was on here before, was like, Mr. Creston? <laughs> and he said, for a second, <laughs> not that long, we're just a couple seconds. And I could see the just the fear on her face, like, oh, he's gone. Oh, and no. uh, But then he was like, no, I'm okay. It didn't touch yeah, me. It just touched me. I didn't tell you about that. Yeah, they, the kids did. Out. Don't worry. Yeah, they're, they're, they're snitches. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, they came. I, and, I knew they would. They, they told me you got threw off a ladder. It was, yeah, it was they, wild. Oh, yeah. So, so, kids. Yeah. Love to none of which was true. Exaggerate yeah. the the story a little bit to make it seem something crazier than what it was. But what I do love is you you're giving these kids skills that they might not ever obtain in their mm-hmm. life. If they didn't come on this mission mission trip this mm-hmm. year, maybe they wouldn't have known how to divide fractions, or maybe they wouldn't know how to use a tape measure, or cut a board, or take seats out of a van that took forever, but they figured it out, you know. They're down there with a grinder. They're grinding the bolts off. They're knocking the bolts out. They're taking the seats out, you know, doing floors, cleaning, do, do edging sidewalks. This stuff that you would do, you know, at your own home. But if you don't know how to do those things, either you're going to have somebody else do them or you're not going to do them right or you're just never going to do them. So that's what I love about your group so much is that the fact that you do bring – your youth kids because not only do I like to see it, but our church likes to see kids doing ministry work, you know, not just having adults from Georgia, which is still a blessing to have them, but seeing, seeing kids do ministry a lot of times motivates the adults saying, Oh, Mm -hmm. if this 12 year old can screw the light bulb in or put the light fixture up or, you know, clean up the yard maybe it's not as difficult for me to get my hands in ministry and do some work and, and to, to put some effort in so it kind of the mission team not only your guys's but but all mission teams for our church you know it gives us an opportunity to motivate ourselves to keep pushing to keep doing um, and keep doing the, the things that God has called our church specifically to do but let me ask both of you and either of you can go first but um, where do you think you've seen God the most here while you've been on this mission trip? I think uh, a lot of it is, at least for me, um, I think where I've seen it, which he's obviously moving powerfully through a lot of things and is before we got here and is after. But uh, one of the ways 
uh, at least I've noticed it is I think in that growing experience, one of the things that uh, we do love doing on a regular basis, not just on mission trips, are taking our students with us. Uh, but uh, I know for me, it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's ironic, but uh, when I get here, I, I just want to get going and complete and, and I'm very task oriented. And so God is really growing me and, and uh, showing me the importance of, of the growing process for them as well. And so it's as much and as fast as it would be for me just to knock out and chop the yeah. pieces of, of flooring and then throw it in there, um, how much more helpful and useful it is that they would know how and yeah. replicate the ministry. And so we start seeing multiplication of ministry and stuff, maybe addition. And so we start seeing a faster growth in the, in the long haul, mm-hmm. but, but also the equipping that they need. And so that, um, there's things that, are good for them to know. And so uh, I know for me, God has just kind of reminded me, sometimes it's not about how fast you go. Sometimes it is, a, uh, you know, it's not waiting on the Lord, but sometimes it's patiently working with the, uh, working <laughs> as the Lord directs. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, for me, it's, it was a moment of growth for me, at least in that, uh, quite ironically, to uh, to take those moments to breathe. Maybe we work a little slower, yeah. but in the end, uh, more will be done for the kingdom because mm-hmm. of it. So, uh, at least that's that's one of the ways. At least personally, I know that I've been feeling it and been convicted by it. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of verses that I think of. I think of um, they will know you are Christians by your love, uh, one for another. And I think of uh, the verse where Jesus said, "Suffer the little children to come unto me," yeah. because you know you bring a group like this up here. It's not without sacrifice. Yeah. Um, sanity being yeah. the first to go, <laughs> yep. and uh, you just hope it returns one day. But um, so watching them learning how to truly love somebody different than they are. And but then also uh, there's just a whole different maybe it was there before COVID, but there's a whole different sense of community down in the soup kitchen. Um, The first year last year when we were serving, things were kind of stoic. Everybody kind of came in, did their own thing. But now even that group seems to be more of a family. Um, the, this church has grown mm-hmm. and so it's bigger, but seeing the familiar faces Wednesday night, um, seeing people that we'd talked to before and, and note them remembering our names, mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't know how, how much they were reminded before we got here, but to talk to them and for them to be sharing and building on the stories we did last year. And it's not just, this is what's happened at my job or this is what's going on with my kids. But they're talking about growth in Sunday school, growth in ministry, opportunities they've had to volunteer, yeah. things that are happening at their job that are spiritual, mm-hmm. that where, they're see- where they're seeing God move. And um, all of that is just so encouraging. Um, and so I would say that I've seen God in our group. I've seen God outside of our group. And I've seen God down at the kitchen. I've seen God right here in the church. And all of that is just so motivational to want to do more mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you could, it is, it's almost like, at least for me and how I would be when you are, are taking all these kids with you. And it's almost like you got to pack some patience with you and make sure, you know, it doesn't run out. You have enough. And, and that's what I respect about both of you um, is that as much as, you know, we all could knock something out very fast because we know what we're doing or or whatever. You know, like what kind of what Garrett, what you're saying. You know, sometimes God has multiple purposes for one trip. You know, yeah. it's not 
just about getting the bath vents done or the floor over at the women's lifehouse done. Sometimes God has multiple purposes for whatever project that we're doing. And that's what, you know, seeing the kids that have been here, you know, from either day one or last year or whatever, um, not only do I see them physically growing, I am seeing them spiritually growing. I'm seeing them, you know, like what you're saying, Creston, you know, isn't so much like, you know, can we take a break or, you know, you know, let's, let's play a game of pool, you know, not that they still don't want to do that. They do because they're kids, That's right. but they want to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. They're ready to do the next project. You know, when I say, you know, let's, let's get this, let's get this done over here. There, I always got some boys or some girls behind me saying, okay, let's do it. You know, let's get it done. And, and that's what I love. That's what I like about um, your kids, you know, you know, that just kind of shows you good leadership, you know, not that, you know, the Lord does all the work, but, you know, we're, we're here planting seeds. We're here helping the, the growth a little bit, but God really is, you know, maturing these kids um, in a special way. So let me ask both of you, um, maybe even more you, Garrett, you know, since you pastor them, you know, you're their youth pastor. Mm-hmm. What do you hope the most for these kids? What do you what do you hope that they take back the most? Yeah, I think uh, it might be a thing that any pastor would want with any flock that God has, has blessed them and led them to lead is just that they would they would see that he's good uh, and not just that he's a local God or even a personal God, which he is. And it's not, not, he's not those things, but uh, that he's, he's also the God of all. And so that he's moving here as he is there, uh, that it would start resonate with them, um, that he is moving. Uh, and I think part of it is with all the things going on and in our community and in the world, all the news flashes and things like that, all these terrible things. Um, but also to remember that there's so many good things happening and uh, that the cause of it is God right and so that uh, it would begin permeating all areas of their life not just all geographic spaces of their life that they understand that God is everywhere and he is the God of all but um, he'd also be personally the God of all of who they are and so um, I think for me I think that's one of the things I really do uh, well I mean it's a simple thing and it's just kind of a vague broad thing uh, but I think it's one of the things that really start changing everything once you start understanding how comprehensive and holistic God is in your life, that uh, it begins changing everything you do. Uh, Simple hobbies like coffee is just no longer the same. And so Mm -hmm. it becomes a ministry. And so um, it's things Mm -hmm. like this, even though uh, I don't think anyone's hobby is taking things to a dumpster or boring. (laughs) Um, And there might be, but... um, they just start turning passion to ministry. And so yeah. that's that's what uh, passion or pain just begin turning that to ministry. And so I think that's what I really hope for them to see um, and take with them as they go, and that it, it's more than just here and it's more than just there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's uh, God is everywhere and yeah. in all things and, and for all things. So. Yeah, absolutely. Creston, what do you hope that the kids take back to Valdosta? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a little broader and then I'll get narrow. Um, two of Garrett's kids are mine. And so there's a personal investment there. I know Garrett has his own daughter in the ministry, and so obviously he's invested in her as well. But his heart is really bigger than this group. And there's all kinds of kids he has identified already that he wants to influence with, and he does things intentionally to do that. But I think a little more personally, um, I've got a friend, and the way he would say it is, 
I spent the first 25 years of my life building a testimony. In other words, making a lot of wrong decisions, going the wrong way, doing things that I had no business doing. Mm -hmm. And so one of the main reasons I want to invest so heavily in these kids is that they don't make the mistakes I made. Uh, that they don't. I, I grew up in church, mm-hmm. but then I decided I had to test the waters and see what's out there. And I, I tested just about everything. Yeah. And um, surprising, I lived through it. But anyway, we won't go into all those stories. So my hope for them is that they just catch God, that He's everywhere, mm-hmm. and that no matter what, because you're having fun or you're bored, God's still right there with you. And what you choose to do has a big impact on how you take in your surroundings. And so being on a trip like this and things being uncomfortable, you know, they're getting up earlier than they get up to go to school on vacation. And so wanting to teach them that that life is about discovering a calling and discovering a purpose and having impact and significance, not being important or having the most toys or that kind of a thing, that, that that's not where happiness and success and yeah. fulfillment comes from. These kids, when we go to summer camp and they're playing and having fun, they're running all day. They're burning just as much energy as they are here, mm-hmm. but it's a different kind of energy. Mm-hmm. And when we go downstairs and we say lights out, within 10 minutes, the room is silent. They are done because they have found that peaceful, contented sleep that comes from a good hard day's work. Mm-hmm. And there's just not much better in life than knowing you've, you've done a good day. Yeah, And learning that that can happen in so many different contexts, which is very similar to exactly what Garrett just said Mm -hmm. about discovering God everywhere. Peace comes, and that peace can come just like a river, like the song says, and it can overwhelm your soul and calm you. And when life seems out of control, if you can remember these, these foundations that we're trying to build with them, then you can handle the storms and the, the tragedies that come out of life. A few weeks ago, I preached a sermon on trials and how we face them out of James chapter 1. And he says, count it all joy. Yeah. Who counts it all joy? Only people that have experienced what we're experiencing this week. We're, we're working hard. We're, we're dead tired at the end of the day. But we are so happy because mm-hmm. it's so peaceful. And we know we did something right today. Mm-hmm. And that joy that comes from there, you, you're not going to find it anywhere else except following what God leads you to do. And that's what I hope for them to do. So when we get back, we noticed last year after we came back, it, it, it kind of kept on. Some yeah. of the kids wanted to do. Some of the kids were obviously changed after having been here, and we can still see some evidence of that. We're hoping that that just takes the next gradual yeah. step forward and that other things, they have a big summer camp coming. It's going to doing something a little different this year. It should be really exciting. I think it's going to have a good foundational impact. It's going to teach them a lot of doctrine, you know, we're not doing doctrine this week, really. I mean, we're studying the Holy Week since it's the week before Easter and what each day kind of signifies. We've kind of been doing that. Uh, falls in line with Garrett's message last night. Yeah. Going forward with that, making sure that they understand that every day it's about where did you see God today? Mm-hmm. The same question you ask us about where we seen him this week. Well, every day, where, would you, where have you seen God? And if we're looking for him, it's not so much that we find him as it is that he finds us. Mm-hmm. And we think we find him, uh, but but he finds us and gives us opportunities to do things. And then at the end of the day, we're like, oh, wow, I did something good today. Yeah. And you do that enough days, you start having confidence that you can do 
something right and something good and that you can stay on this track and keep going forward. Mm-hmm. So that's, I probably said it too much, too many words, but that's that's my nutshell for what I hope mm-hmm. they find. Yeah. we got a bunch of good kids right now, but with anybody. I mean, I was a good kid growing up in church, but I, I just started off down the wrong path, and all of a sudden I'm way away from everything. Yeah. And uh, if that happens, we want this foundation to be there so that they can find their way back. Yeah. But hopefully they never get off track and yeah. they just stay. But if they don't, we want them to have the way to get back. Yeah. But I think uh, another thing, that uh, as, I, as I start talking about, I hope is that they wouldn't view it as just being a good thing. Or that it, it's not just a humanitarian yeah, effort. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, you know, what, what's the standard of good? God sets standards. So that, I think that's also kind of the hope is that they would understand that this isn't just some good fluffy work to make them feel good, but that it is. Uh, what makes it good and what, what where we derive that joy from is because it is in Christ that we do those things. So mm-hmm. uh, a, a distinction that I think yeah, is super call. important. Yeah, That's right. Mm-hmm. The call of God. Learning how to hear His Spirit speak to you so that you know, I need to do this and not do that. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, when I was talking to the, the girls on the podcast, I asked them a very similar question. Where have they seen God throughout the week? You know, they talked about the middle ministry. Um, Rachel talked about a story of a, of a man who was excited because he had a tent so he could stay dry, um, some some things like that. And so there, it's very easy to see God when you're doing something like this. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you're observant. You're, you're looking for it. You're looking for the, 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 the brokenness and, and how is God helping? How is God moving? Those types of things. But then you go home and what you hope, is that they realize is that that feeling of seeing God or whatever um, can happen every day of your life. And I'll probably mess it up and you can correct me, both of you. That's fine. Um, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I'd rather <laughs> you correct me and say, no, it's this. Um, but I think in the Beatitudes, what is it? Um, Blessed is the pure in heart for they will see God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the one that it is. Um, and it's, if you're staying on the right track, you're, 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 you're moving where God is calling you. You're, you're going. You're, you're doing the purpose God has called you for. You're 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 living as the best that you can to be pure in heart. You'll see God, um, because God isn't hiding behind a bush. He's not hiding behind a rock. Um, he's everywhere. And I, and I think that is what you're trying to get across to your kids, is that every day in life, God's right there. Like you mm-hmm. said, Creston, when you're bored, God's still there. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're excited and, and happy and, and and doing work here, when you're throwing things in the dumpster. God is there. And, and what I would like to say to both of you is, is that, you know, just how much of a blessing you are to our church and, and just the, the things that obviously you don't see because you go, go home. And I'm sure just by you guys coming back one year, you've just seen how this church has changed just in the things that we do. Not only have we grown by a few more people, um, but the men's house maybe runs and looks a little different. We're about to open up a kid's home. But honestly, I mean, it's all the Lord's work. We know all that. The Lord, and that's one thing we know specifically at this church because we couldn't do any of it without the Lord's help. I mean, I'm sure you could say that for your church back in Valdosta because there are just those things in life where you can't make happen. The Lord makes it happen. He brings the right people um, in your in your you know your path. All those things. Um, but it's it's crazy to think about what one thing cleaning in the old church or cleaning up the men's house or or redoing the sidewalks or doing the floor, how that can progress and change into something 
that God does later. Um, and I think when especially your kids start to realize that when you put in that good day's work, when you get that peace or whatever, that rest that you were talking about, Creston, um, that it just, you start to see how God's moved from to the point where I did what I he told me to do to when I continued to do what he told me to do, where he's had, where I've been now, where he has me at. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's an awesome thing to see. And I know our people here are just blessed to have this group here. Um, you know, they're, they're always blessed to, to have mission team. The one thing that I hope that our church learns from your mission team coming up here um, is that it, this is a special place, but it's only a special place. It's not a special place because we have mission teams come. It's not a special place because um, we're special. New Life Fellowship special. We're definitely not special. It's a special place because God is working here. And I know you would say that about Valdosta and that's that's right. the ministries that you do there. And that's what I love about serving with you guys in Georgia and the other mission teams that come is because we're all doing the one thing that we're supposed to do is we're working for the kingdom of God. Not just New Life Fellowship doing what God called them to do, but a group from Georgia, the youth group from Georgia is coming up to help us do the help us work in the kingdom of God. And so what I hope is that we can help maybe you by letting you help us do something for the kingdom of God. Whether that one, you know, I know you had last year some kids that maybe didn't even know the Lord or, or whatever in your group. You know, I hope that maybe a trip like this might motivate one of your children to share the gospel with a, with a child back home. You know, all that's worth it to me. If, if you can accomplish one thing for the kingdom of God and that's sharing the gospel and someone taking that in and receiving it, you know, the Bible talks about a celebration. You know, you have the parable of the lost coin and the lost son and, and the lost sheep and all those things. And, and there's one thing that's described so beautifully in those passages is that there's a rejoicing from, from our father. There's a rejoicing mm -hmm. in heaven when one lost person comes back home, one lost person gets saved, all those things. And I, and, you know, I just hope that your work here produces a chain effect that somebody in Georgia, one of these kids shares the gospel at school or wherever, because that's something I would love to hear, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I hope that this moment here of your kids working here, I mean, you guys working here helps us get motivated to doing the one thing we should be doing every day. And that's sharing the love of God in our lives. So I just want to thank both of you for, for being faithful to doing what God's called you to do for coming to little old Huntington and, and helping us here because, you know, like I said, we couldn't do it without the Lord's help. We couldn't do it without George's help. We couldn't do it with all the other um, things that God sends this way. Cause I always say that mission team that comes to Huntington has got to be sent by God because you don't come to Huntington unless you're sent by God. <laughs> um, I do love this town. I do love this town, but um like I said, there's not a whole lot to do here, so you probably figured that out. We, well, we understand. The, uh, it's a similar feeling when little teams come to us about us. Yeah. <laughs> we understand right. the feeling well. <laughs> so, and I hope here in the future, maybe me and my wife get to come down to to Georgia and check out what you guys do down there because you guys do a lot of wonderful things um, down there as well. But let me ask both of you one more thing before we close out: is what is your final thought about the week? 
you feel like you accomplished what you had to. You feel like you've done what the Lord wanted you to. Whatever you feel like you need to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think, uh, I know for this year, I, I went down for the count for, I don't know, it felt, it felt like two days last year. Like most most of my trip, I was just a useless zombie. Uh, and so uh, when it could just be because relative to that, uh, it feels like a lot more has been done. But it, uh, I knew me and Creston were talking last night a little bit about the trip, mm-hmm. and it feels like we've just gotten a lot accomplished. And so, uh, you know, just task-wise, and so that's been great. And it, it feels like there's just been a, I don't know. It feels like there's been enough that it, it takes things off a list. And so I know at least for us, or at least me working, you know, back home when the list gets big, it's overwhelming. But when things get off that list, it's just real light. And uh, it, can, it just changes how and how, what you can do ministry wise. Yeah. So uh, it definitely feels, it feels like we've, we've accomplished what God has set forth for us and that he's, uh, you know, held the sun in the sky long enough to do so. Yeah. And, uh, uh, or, you know, rained was, and put us yeah. inside to, uh, to finish those tasks. And so it, it definitely feels like we've done that. And, uh, I don't know. It, it's always great to, it's one thing to feel like, oh, I'm doing what God wants me to. But it's even better when we realize that God's moving and we just get to be a part of that. And yeah. so we're not manufacturing God's movements, but yeah. he, he is moving and we mm-hmm. just get to be a part of that. So I think uh, that's that definitely has felt like we've done that. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a great, great time to just feel, uh, feel and move that we get to be a part of that, that he is so gracious and, uh, and merciful that we would, get to be a part of something so great that's happening here in Huntington. And so uh, I've, I've loved it and enjoy it and always look forward to doing it again. Preston, what's your final thought? So I'm going to tell a little story and it kind of sums up kind of what we're going dealing with. Uh, over by the new children's home, we were doing a little landscaping, cleaning those sidewalks and everything. And so I've got two different pieces about that. The, uh, the sidewalk that was there was maybe a foot and a half wide mm-hmm. that was visible. Mm-hmm. But the real sidewalk is about six feet. It's a big sidewalk. Yep. And when we got in there and got started and everything started clearing it out, um, all of a sudden it got it got wider, it got cleaner, it got smoother, and it was easier to, to to follow, easier to see, easier to stay on. Everything about it was easier. And to a large degree, doing doing ministry, our goal with these kids is to help them see. Sometimes their life gets so crowded. Whatever home life, school life. Uh, personal life, social life, there's so many different aspects that come in and push on you. You feel like you just have this little tiny path you can walk down. But seeing that, that there's a much bigger picture out there and that there's more and that no matter where you think you are, other people are, have struggles that are very different than yours. And they may seem harder than yours. They may seem larger than yours. But it helps you to see that there's actually a whole lot more pathway than you think is out there. Mm-hmm. And um, we haven't really used that term, but as we've talked about our kids and what we're seeing in them, that to me, that kind of sums up the picture of what we're hoping that they will see. And the only way it truly gets clear is through that relationship with God and with Jesus and recognizing the mistakes you've made, confessing those, and the Bible calls that repentance, mm-hmm. and turning from that, making different decisions moving forward. And so we hope that they see that. Some things sometimes feel insurmountable. There was a stump at the corner of the porch. Yep. And um, some people worked on that. And Pastor Jimmy actually was out there. And he said, that stump will never come up. And he said it loud enough that they heard him. So yep. they took it on as a challenge. We can't get the stump up. So currently the stump is upside down at the end of the ramp outside the church here. They want to clean it, take it back, and set it up in the youth room to be a model. We'll see if that happens. Huh. But, um, but for them right now, 
it's a symbol of overcoming what seems to be unsurmountable. And they have already been talking about how it was a team effort and how leaning into other people is what made that happen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm seeing that in our group. I've heard them ask each other, how are you growing in Christ? Um, what, What have you found that's helping you follow him? And questions like this that they're asking each other. And so we we have a list that you and Jimmy gave us, mm-hmm. and we've ticked off everything off that list. And I've got on mine, I've got some marks for yeah. the things you didn't yeah, put on the list stuff. that you've made us do while we were here, yeah. which is all fine because we were looking for mm-hmm. stuff. We like to be busy. Um, but it, it, we also have another list, and it's not written down. But as we talk about the kids and we talk about what we're seeing in each kid and how they're growing, it's more like you might say a spiritual mile marker kind of a list. Mm-hmm. Not that we're trying to get them to jump through hoops. It's not about that. It's about seeing organically how them watching ministry happen and experiencing ministry and the times we spend doing our devotions. And every night, we started this last year, every night we ask, where did you see God today? And sometimes certain little things are over-spiritualized and so we try to dial that down. But other times, big things are almost minimalized and so we try to lift that up. But we're seeing them start to recognize those things on their own. They're picking it up and realizing this really is God. This, you know, not that God's not everywhere because He is, but this is something where God really was moving and calling us, and we did it, and look what happened Mm -hmm. because we were faithful and true to what He called us to do. So the final thought is we see that happening in our group, but we also see it happening through the volunteers down at the kitchen. We see it happening through the people here in the church, how things, Mm -hmm. you know, as we talk to different people, how people are stepping up and taking on roles and doing more and sharing the faith out in the community and inviting people and doing all the things that a healthy church does. And so, again, another reason why we want to come back. Yeah. Same thing. Absolutely. Um, You know, so what what I would just like to say is just thank you from New Life Fellowship and, and New Life Ministries and Huntington, even though most of Huntington might not ever even know who you are, but um, the things you do not only help us, it helps the city, um, and I hope the city catches that. Maybe somewhere down the down the line that they catch um, how wonderful um, God is and how how mm-hmm. He loves the people of Huntington as much as He loves the people in Georgia as well. But that concludes our episode for this week. Um, thanks again to to Creston and Garrett for for managing these kids and the chaos, but but also just sharing with us how just how great that the Lord is and how great these kids are and how they've grown and now, you know, you've just, um, how you just hope that, you know, they, they continue to grow and continue to see God, um, the places where they go. So, um, I know this church, um, loves this group. I know this church um, loves hearing about this group. I talk about this group, um, quite often because, um, I really do, um, love you guys a lot. And so again, thank you for the things that you've done this week. Um, and I'm sure we'll keep you updated. On, on things that, that happen in the future as well because of the things that um, that you've done here. But if you like this episode, you can, you can like and subscribe. Um, if um, you want to share this with somebody, you can go ahead and share it. Um, if you have a comment, you can comment down below or you can comment us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.